Matthew chapter 6 from verse 5 onwards. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. As surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. But your Father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm going to stop here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. We read quite a number of scriptures. And we began with verse 5. There are a few things that the Lord wants to focus on this morning for our benefit. Prayer. Fasting. Our priorities. There are different types of prayers. There are different kinds of priorities human beings have. Every single person, whether they realize or not, is dependent on God, the Creator. We can't do anything apart from His breath, His very breath that has been given to us. When that breath is removed from our lives, we become useless. Nobody will want to keep our bodies after that. Once the breath is gone, nobody can keep it. The body will begin to decompose, begin to decay. The two things are always before us. The temporal and the eternal. You've heard this many times, but the Lord wants to Bring it up again. 
Don't live for this present world. Don't do things for the sake of doing. To look good in the eyes of men. Two types of prayer. So as people who are dependent on God, there are people who realize their dependency on God and there are people who are very proud, even though they know that they can't sustain themselves by themselves, they still act like their God of their lives. The Bible calls them fools. The creator of the universe, wisdom himself, calls such people as fools because they are so foolish in their hearts, lacking the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom. They refuse to have the God of heaven and earth as the Lord of their lives. So, the fool says in his heart that there is no God. And he says, I don't need to pray. I don't need God. I am self-sufficient. That's the spirit of Lucifer. Foolish spirit. What did the spirit of Lucifer do to Lucifer? Brought him all the way to the depths of hell. But Lucifer is going to live forever and ever and ever in that lake of fire. So it is very important not to have anything to do with the spirit of Lucifer, not to have any partnership with Lucifer. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. There are people who say, I don't need to pray. I don't need God. I can do everything by myself. Until they come to a place of realization suddenly what they thought was something that they possessed. Now it no longer exists. All of a sudden the health is gone. All of a sudden the family is gone. All of a sudden the finances are gone. All of a sudden, all of a sudden. Everything is gone. That's when the fool will turn around and blame God for everything. Then there are those who say, I believe in God. And they say, I pray to God. He hears me all the time. Who is their God? During the period of judges in the Bible, the children of Israel, they supposedly feared the Lord, but they worshipped and served the gods of the heathen. Many Christians are like that. They call themselves Christians. They call themselves believers. They call themselves even spirit-filled believers. But the manifestation is something opposite to the fruit of the Spirit. They are full of the works of the flesh. Now Jesus as always, separates the wheat from the chaff. He divides 
in a good way. Nobody will want to drink a coffee or tea with the unfiltered sediments in it. Nobody will want to cook food with vegetables taken from the garden with mud in it. Division is a good thing when it comes from God. When he divides the wheat from the chaff, it's a good thing. When he separates the holy from the unholy, it's a good thing. You call that purification. And Bible is full of classifications. Bible is full of examples of men who walked with God, men who opposed God. When I say men, it's both men and women who walked with God, men and women who opposed God, and also men and women who fell away from God. God has placed all these people in their lives in the Bible so that those who have wisdom, which means those who fear the Lord, will take after those who had wisdom and succeeded in the Bible, which means those who feared the Lord and walked in His ways, and those who are enticed by the enemy will look at what happened to those who chose to depart from the living God and not choose that path of foolishness and destruction, but instead turn around and get back on track. Now when you see Matthew chapter 6 verse 5 and 6 and 7, as you keep reading the verses from 5 onwards, You'll see, Jesus, he talks about types of prayer, the different types of prayer. One is the prayer of a hypocrite. The prayer of a hypocrite. And then he talks about the prayer of a righteous person. He also talks about the two types of prayer, first is the two groups of people who pray, the hypocrite and the righteous. Then you see two types of prayers. One is the prayers that are prayed so that others can see. It's not a prayer directed to God, but it's directed towards man. And then you see prayers that are not directed towards man, but it's directed towards God. What is prayer? Is prayer talking to man or talking to God? Prayer is talking to God. Not talking to man, talking to God. Prayer is talking to God. It is strictly talking to God. Unless the Spirit of God is speaking His word as a prophecy to a person or to a congregation during prayer, that means God is talking to man at that point. Prayer is talking to God. We pray to God and God talks to us through whatever avenue that God has. This is very important for us to know. Prayer is not talking to man. Prayer is talking to God. You know, there are some people 
when they need something, they will post it on a prayer group saying that, please pray that. I just ran out of this, so please pray that. My car broke down and I need $500. Please pray that. What are they doing? They're not talking to God. They're talking to men using prayer. It's called manipulation. God really abhors that. And they will receive their reward on earth. And what reward is it? They wanted to get somebody's attention and they wanted somebody to give them the money that they needed. They got that. But is God going to bless them? No. Prayer is not talking to men, but it's talking to God. And there are some people who pray. In the prayer they'll say, Oh Lord, you know how hungry I was yesterday and you know how hungry I was today and you know how many, you know, uh, how much I had in, in, in my uh, fridge or what I had in my bag and you know right now I don't have uh, slippers to wear or shoes my shoe has a hole in it and and they'll pray like that in front of people are they talking to God? No, they're talking to man so what do they do by doing that? they gain the attention of whoever is around them and you call that manipulation not prayer so now that's a very wrong way of using God's avenue to gain something from men. It won't be a blessing. It'll become a curse. What is prayer? Prayer is talking to God. There are some people who pray because they want everybody to think that they're really good. But meanwhile, they have a dark life in the background. They want others to think that they are good. Meanwhile, they are full of dead men's bones on the inside. They're trying to get to someone. They're trying to attract someone. They're trying to gain the attention of someone. They're trying to win the favor of someone. They're trying to get a position. They're trying to get a poster. They're trying to achieve something. What happens in those cases? They're not praying to God. They're using prayer to manipulate A, B, and C, or X, Y, and Z. They will receive their reward. Through the manipulation, they can actually manipulate people. Not God. Not the true servants of God. But they can manipulate to an extent. They will get their reward. Whatever they aimed for, they can temporarily gain. Well, If prayer is used to manipulate people, we must remember there'll be a curse that will come because now you're using the mode of communication that you're supposed to use strictly for communicating with God. You're mishandling that. God's curse will come. So what is prayer? Again, prayer is talking to God. We talk to God when we pray. And Jesus, so beautifully, he said it here. Don't do this. Do this. How simple it is for a person to just understand and simply do it. Don't do this, but just do this. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Oh, you can't say anyone is a hypocrite. You can't say that. You can't call anyone as a hypocrite because that's not nice and everybody is a saint. Oh, no, no. At that point, you become a liar. Jesus said, don't be a hypocrite. A hypocrite is a person who's not 
real on the outside. He is fake on the outside. A hypocrite is a person who does not do what he says he's doing and does not live what he says he is showing on the outside. And so he was living it. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. It's such a sight because they love to pray. They really do. Pray to whom is the question. They love to pray. Pray before whom is the question. They love to pray standing in the synagogues on the corners of the streets. Are they standing there and praying with themselves for the people who are there? No. That they may be seen by men. They want to be seen by people and be thought of as very righteous and holy. But they are hypocrites. The truth is, they are not righteous. They are not holy. But there is this form of godliness. That means external appearance says something, but inside it's a whole different story. Now surely I say to you, they have their reward. There's a very deep sentence here that Jesus used, a statement. Now surely I say to you, they have their reward. It's not just, well, everybody loved them and they had a big following. The end, no. Their reward comes from men and their reward comes from God. As I said, manipulating God or trying to, you can't manipulate God. Trying to manipulate God, His kingdom, His people, the avenues that God has kept to reach God, to do for God. Using that to achieve one's own agenda will invoke a curse from God Almighty. This is very important. Every single one should hear this. Nobody should be thinking that, oh, maybe something happened. That's why pastor is speaking. In this church, pastor does not speak when anything happens. There's a prophetic church. When the Spirit of God speaks, he speaks whatever he wants to speak. So it's very important. It's very important to take that which is coming and to keep it right in front of you so that you don't fall. So that you are careful. Never think that, oh, maybe it's for somebody and maybe, you know, it's not for me. Every single person should take heed. Those who think that they are standing, the Bible says, take heed because you can be next. The word of God will guard you and every word that God speaks and he brings it at a given time. If you are there receiving that word, know that you need to hold on to that very tightly. This is what Peter felt when Jesus said, Peter, Satan is going to sift you. He said, oh, no, 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 not me. It's not going to happen. He didn't even know where he stood. Just walk with God. Satan assessed him very well. Jesus knew him thoroughly. That Peter did not know himself. Yet he thought he knew This is a state of many Christians. Sadly, this is the truth. That's why they fall. It's important to know when God gives something, you need to look at it and make sure you don't fall into the very thing that God wants you. To keep yourself from, to guard yourself. When you pray, you shall not be 
like the hypocrites. Don't be like the hypocrites. But this is what they really like to do. They love to pray. It's not like, oh, they love to pray and spend time in the presence of God. No. They love to pray standing in the synagogues. You know, the corners of the streets. What's the meaning of that? Oh, where people can see. Where others can hear me. They will receive their reward. That's us. Prayer is talking to God. Jesus says, when you pray, make sure you talk to God. If you want to talk to God, you don't look for a place where a lot of people are, where you can just shout from there. No. If you have an important conversation, what do you do? You won't stand in a very busy place where you just yell from where you are while the rest of the people are making lots of noise. And then you just say, okay, I finished. And then you leave that place. No, you're going to look for a quiet place. You're going to look for a place where there's no noise. You're going to look for a place where you can be heard by the person who you're going to talk with. And then you can hear what the person says. Jesus said this. If you want to talk to God, make sure. You talk to God and not to men while you're talking to God. That means your prayer has to be directed to God only. Not to get anybody's attention or to manipulate anyone. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you go and talk to your father, make the time to talk to your father. And the father hears it. And he sees that your motive is pure, that you're not doing it for a show. But you're here to talk to him. He will reward you openly. That means whatever you need, whatever you need, shall be given to you by the Father. And He will make sure that those who don't want to be seen and heard will be placed in seats of honor. This is very important. Very important. Every single one should know this. Whether it's the Bible reading or prayer. It has to be done unto God. Through the Spirit of God. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. The more we talk... The more God hears. That's not the case. That's not the case. So whether you have faith in God or not. Whether you have faith in God or not will determine whether you're going to be heard or not. Whether you have sin in your lives or not is going to determine whether you're going to be heard or not. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And then, if you come with unbelief, then God will not answer you. He who comes to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, talking to God is talking to God in secret. And with faith. You make sure you talk to God. And God only. That means you pray. 
when you pray, you're only praying. That means your words are heard by God only. That's what should be in front of your mind if you're praying. And when you pray. Otherwise, there'll be a different kind of reward, not a positive reward, not a negative reward that'll come. As a result of that, people can get fooled and they can think, oh, wow, what a saint. But then there will be a curse that will come from God for misusing His avenue, His channel of communication that God has given because it is sacred. Talking to God is a sacred thing because you're talking to the God of heaven and earth. Talking to God is a privilege that has been given by God. It should not be abused. And when we talk to God, we must talk to Him with faith, knowing that He hears us and He answers us. When we talk to Him, we have to make sure that our channel is clear, that there's no block between us and God. And wherever repentance is needed, Repentance has to become the focus before we place any petition before God. And Jesus says, don't be like them. Don't be like them. Don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the heathen. Don't be faithless. Your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. So, Having heard what prayer is, which is talking to God, God only. What do you actually pray for? What What are the things that you should pray for? If you look at God's order of prayer that Jesus gave to us, because when we pray, we must pray according to His will. And Jesus taught his disciples how to pray according to God's will. It's a very beautiful thing. When the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray just like how John taught his disciples to pray. You see how the disciples of John were taught by John. And how did that, how did their prayer and their prayer life How was it formed? After what pattern? It was exactly after the pattern of John. Jesus' disciples knew about this. That's what discipleship is. Being under the formation. The beautiful Formation, just like how the potter, he forms the pot. He takes the clay and he forms the pot to make it a useful vessel. He patterns it according to the design he has in his mind, what he's going to actually do. And what purpose it's going to be assigned for. According to that, the potter will work on the clay. God will fashion us and he'll mold us so we can become useful in the kingdom of God. It's important to have a pattern, be discipled and to be taught and to do that which God tells you to do or teaches you to do through the spiritual shepherds that God has placed over your lives. Now Jesus is teaching his disciples this. This is the order. The order is Knowing who you are in the kingdom of God. 
knowing who you're talking to. You have to have that father-child relationship with God Almighty. Accompanied by this great awe. It's not, oh, our father. Hallowed be your name now. Our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. The first emphasis here was the awesomeness of the Heavenly Father. How great He is. This is why we worship Him. He is the object of our worship. We must worship Him. Knowing how great He is. And knowing that this great God who made the heavens I have a relationship with him. He's my father. Very important. It may sound very simple, but if you're not doing it, you have difficulty with it. You need to fix that area. Very important. For you have a proper relationship with God. And know that he is the Lord God of heaven and earth and give him the glory that is due to his name. Proper reverence. Then Jesus says, The Lord, you are in heaven. Bring that heaven down to earth. Your kingdom come. Let it happen here. Let it happen here. Let it happen here. You see the burden of the Lord in the Lord's prayer. Jesus had this burden. He didn't say, pray that you have clothes to wear and shoes to wear. That you need food today and tomorrow or for the entire week. And pray for your business and pray for your family and pray for your sheep and your kittens or your puppies. Right order is important. Who God is is very important for every single one to know. And to have that burden that the kingdom of God that is full of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit has not yet come. How come? We have to understand every single believer has the responsibility of bringing the kingdom of God down to this earth to where we are. If you're part of the kingdom of God, you have the responsibility of bringing the kingdom of God down to where you are. It's important. It's very important. It's very, very important. It's important to God and therefore Jesus Christ spelled it out in the Lord's Prayer. This is how we pray. Many times we're so consumed, consumed, people are so consumed with themselves. The first thing they go to God is all about me. And once that all about me session is over, they hang up the phone. In the prayer they'll say, Lord, we pray, let your will be done. And I'm willing to wait, Lord. And all these things, but the truth is, There is no willingness to wait. There is no willingness to fully knowing the will of God. 
the will of God is for God's kingdom to be brought down to wherever you are. But those who truly are his people. If he is your father and you are his child, you must be about your father's business. Jesus was about his father's business. The very next thing that Jesus taught his disciples to pray was, the kingdom has to come down. Oh, it was. There, everywhere, Jesus went, the kingdom of God went with him. How do you know? That the kingdom of God was there whenever Jesus went. And wherever he went, he brought the kingdom of God. As the Bible says, when he healed the sick, the kingdom of God was present there. God is speaking to our hearts today. Do you realize and understand the greatness of the living God. And do you worship Him and honor Him as you should for who He is? And do you have the passion to see the kingdom of God established wherever you are. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's teaching these two different areas. Heavenly realm and earthly realm. Father, that which has been proclaimed by you in the heavenly realm. Let it be brought to the earthly realm. That's what Jesus was doing. That's what Jesus was doing. That's what Jesus was doing. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It has been established in heaven. When God spoke it, it was released already in the heavenly realm. And it needs to be brought to the earthly realm. And it's important to pray for that. It's not an automatic thing that'll happen, no. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And this is what he taught them. You must pray for the kingdom of God to be present wherever you go so that the kingdom of darkness be brought to an end. That those who are bound be set free. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, exactly the way you've written it, Lord, in that book of mine. The plans that you have every day for me. Let it happen exactly the way it is on earth. That's what Jesus is teaching here. That's what Jesus was doing. He was praying like that and then His prayer was the will of God to happen just like how it was proclaimed in the heavenly realm. It has to exactly happen here on the earthly realm. May God help every single one to take this word of God seriously and not let it go. Kingdom people are king's people and king's people are about the king's business. Then Jesus taught the disciples to pray this. Give us this day our daily bread. He's teaching his disciples. You all have been assigned a specific portion every day. 
Make sure you get it. Make sure you go after it. Make sure you get it. Ask the Lord. That spiritual hunger is very important. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. God is not just talking about some physical need that needs to be met, such as hunger, physical hunger. But this is more than that. The prayer of Jesus is so powerful. Very powerful. And it is powerful enough to break bondages, to bring the plan of God down to earth. It is important that you understand the greatness of the Almighty God and have a desire to see the kingdom of God be present. within you and around you. Give us this day our daily bread. Your soul needs to live, it needs to eat every day. Your spirit needs to live, it has to eat every day. And your body has to live. It needs bread every day. You need bread for your soul and bread for your body. But you need to ask. Jesus is teaching his disciples. This is how you must pray. There's a time to ask. And let it be about eternal things when you ask God. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus. God is disciples to pray. Give us this day. Our daily bread we should ask God and many times God gives the food the people many people are like the the seed that fell on the soil or the land That was not cleared of the thorns. And these bushes that'll choke the word. God is speaking to every single one here. Make sure you have your priorities right. Make sure you have proper reverence for the Almighty God. Make sure you ask God for the portion that he has for you. Give us this day our daily bread. Ask him. And as God gives it to you, don't squander that. Don't waste that. Be someone who will make use of it. And this daily bread that comes from God is so potent and so powerful. That'll keep a person alive and strong. May God help every single one to understand what the Holy Spirit is saying at this hour. As we close eyes and look to the Lord this morning hour. Ask the Lord to thoroughly examine your heart. God is looking to bless his people. The people of God must realize that they need to go to God. Go to the Lord. Talk to him. Don't close your ears. When he talks, listen. 
have listening ears. And talk only to God. Don't talk to man during prayer. There are some people who will try to correct people during prayer. There are some people within the family itself, while they're praying, they can pray for someone. Whatever they didn't like, that day the person did, they'll say all those things in prayer. That this is what they should be doing, but they did this and they're giving a whole lecture there. Directly to the person, keeping them in so-called prayer mode. God sees all the manipulations and hypocrisies. And God will reward accordingly. So it's very important to not misuse the mode of communication that God has given. It's strictly for man to talk with God and God to talk to man. Not for man to talk to man. Whatever God has called you to do. Make sure you do it with an upright heart. With pure motives. So you can receive the blessings that comes from God. Make sure you have faith in the Lord and do your part. So God can bless you. Thank you, Lord.